Captain's Log number N43-259. In our expedition today, we found records of Hero's journey through the galaxy bound to a destiny only the strong can burden. This is how their story unfolds. So, welcome to the Fireside Chat um, for Celestial Expanse, mainly because yeah. other people decide to go on vacation with us, but I don't fault them for it. It's like, I would take a vacation from us if we could, too. <laughs> I know. I miss our game. <laughs> so, how's everybody doing today? Good. Sleepy. I'm thinking Boston shares that statement. Glad it's almost Friday. Yes. And I also have Friday off tomorrow. Nice. How'd you get that? Uh, Because they're cutting hours at work. Oh, oh that's not so great. Right? Yeah. But I still make enough to pay rent, which is important. That is. Indeed. But yeah, today we're going to be discussing about the timeline I just posted um, for everybody a couple days ago. And as you can probably tell, it's kind of big and it's still growing because I'm still adding things to it. So, Ooh. so things are, are probably going to change or might be of a different timeline uh, because not everything in the podcast is going to be, I think, canon. This is kind of be the podcast is being used as a beta test for the setting, if that makes sense for everybody. Which makes us sound horrible, but actually <laughs> we're just guinea pigs in the end. We're, we're guinea pigs, but that's, that's life. That's life, y'all. Uh, it causes you pain. Why does it cause you um, much pain? I thought uh, is the timeline like too messy or something? <laughs> Juniper doesn't actually exist. She's just a figment of your imagination. Possibly. All right, and we got a ton of questions already. Like, um, Dragon with the good questions already. Um, of course. Leave it down to Dragon. Hey, Fizz. Who are or were the bookkeepers? Um, these guys are fun for me because they actually are revealed in the first age of exploration for most people. But the bookkeepers are basically my version of the Illuminati. So Illuminati confirmed. Lols. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, the idea behind them is they are, I guess you can say keepers of knowledge like they give and take knowledge um for any odd reason like they don't nobody has ever actually met one and um who knows you guys might see one this season or in later seasons of celestial expanse who knows way cool i'm looking forward to that mm -hmm. like um a lot of people realize in the history of ce if it wasn't for them, they probably wouldn't be in this galaxy. Like, the gnomes wouldn't be here, actually. So, that's all you have them to thank for being here. I would thank the Illuminati? Anyway. Yeah. yeah, you get to thank the Illuminati. <laughs> so, what what's the Illuminati's name in our world? Um, in CE, they're called the Bookkeepers. Oh, okay. Do I still exist anyways? Yes. Spumalati? How do I even know how you would say Illuminati? Spilomini? Yeah. Salomini. And, um... Not the Spunani. 
Fun fact, it would cost $21,945 to make a teleportation circle. Um, I actually haven't decided on their icon yet. Um, I'm that's still in the works because Celestial Expanse is still a lot is is a very living and very evolving um setting. So, like I said, you'll see things that might not exist now but might later, or things that exist now that won't exist after. Um, still working on doing? that. Uh oh, everybody, all right over there. I don't know what she's doing. No idea. Um, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> so uh, next to um, quote-unquote discovery of Parliament, um, to answer that dragon, that's actually in um, what is now called the Age of Discovery. And basically, Parliament wasn't first created uh, right away in Celestial Expanse. There's at first like independent governments. And in a interstellar community, that can be kind of a problem. And granted, there were like alliances and temporary um, factions here and there, but it wasn't. It didn't come to pass for Parliament to exist until the discovery of the Parliament asteroid, which was an ancient ruin on it and on itself. Um, I don't want to reveal too much, but you might get to find out more about it later in the podcast. Yeah, I've, I'm excited about that, too. Because <laughs> an entire asteroid for Parliament. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there is, like, you guys already seen, like, the main, like, courtroom of the Parliament. Like, how the whole court and all that. But <sighs> having a whole asteroid just for court would be kind of, like, insane. So, obviously, they kind of made a living, breathing um world on itself inside an asteroid. Like, you saw the Marcus, you saw living um, areas and the military research and all that. Basically, it's my version of um, of the, I'm drawing a blank, the Citadel in Mass Effect. Hopefully not too obvious of a, of a, of a grab from that. Um, next question from Dragon was, what were the Homefront Wars? Um... Basically, it was when during the area area of time called the Age of Exploration, what you saw in the timeline. There's three of them. Basically, it's just like when each race came into play. And the Homefront Wars were when the Mentaru were like pushing really hard to prevent other races from joining the Celestial Expanse galaxy and having a home front on these planets. Um, they were very, this galaxy is ours. You do not belong here. Obviously, Matt. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you real quick. Uh, I had an idea. Could you do a screen share of the timeline? That uh, would be your block in the Discord? I tried that, but it made it really tiny. Ah, oh, bummer. Bummer. I was going to pull it up. Mm -hmm. like, it's the Discord screen. It's extremely tiny. Like, Nobody would be able to read the text. <laughs> okay. All right. Which really sucks, but luckily it is on the um, Discord um, server, so everybody can look at it if they're 
on the Discord. If not, okay, ships lounge, right? Yes. If Is not, it it's not pinned. So if you can pin it, that'd be awesome. I will pin it for you guys. Thank oh you. yeah, pin it. Oh yeah, pin it. <laughs> That's what the little box says when. Uh, Every when time you go to pin something, it says, "Oh yeah, pin it." So. Are you sure you want to pin this? Oh yeah, pin it. <laughs> oh yeah, pin it. These two, I tell you. I didn't do it. it was, he started it. Yeah. I, just yeah. the story. <laughs> I, I 100% started that because it made it made me laugh every time I'd go to pin something. It's just like, oh yeah, pin it. Like, oh yeah. Yes, I suffer, and I think everybody enjoys that suffering. Um, to answer your question, CMAC, it actually is in the latest um, age, uh, known as the age of elimination. But um, things are not always what they seem to be. That's all I can say. Dun, dun, dun. I got. Dun, dun, dun. I can't reveal everything yet. Yet. I uh, can't answer half these questions. Yes, but you can. Uh, what's the beauty of this is people can um, throw in like their like after everything I said they can like throw in their two cents like what they think what they want to know more about and that kind of stuff. Um. Dragon asked. Okay, basically, what are every single one of these events? Um, I don't think we have the time to talk about that. So we're going to only talk about specific questions. Would you guys agree? Uh, that would probably be that would probably be easier for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are all the current questions? Um, they're in ships lounge. In ship lounge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Dragon also asks, why was the Age of Strife so called? I don't see any wars. Um, because basically the Age of Strife, the entire age was just a war. Like, various wars happened throughout the Age of Strife. Like, from the, the very beginning of the Strife, Age of Strife to the very end of the Age of Strife, there was nonstop war. It was basically interstellar world war, basically. Every other planet that had a civilization on it was in the middle of a war of some sort. Um, it was uh, not a good time to be alive in the Celestial Expanse. What do you guys think? I mean, war is never fun for anybody who lives through it mm-hmm. in the first place. But uh, considering how, old, how long the Age of Strife was, where it's basically constant warfare, was almost 20,000 years long. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up this timeline now. Um, was there allied races or everyone for themselves? Um, throughout time, there have been races that have been allied with each other. Um, like the ones that you haven't seen lately, um, mainly because I haven't thought about putting them in yet, have <laughs> been uh, the halflings and the gnomes. They have been major allies with each other. Um, I actually will explain it in later in the podcast and in the setting when I eventually, after stop being so lazy, get it published. <laughs> busy. Busy, right? Not yes. lazy? Yeah, bu- busy. Iris <laughs> apparently hates everyone. Uh, tieflings are weird. I will... I will give you that. Like, There's a reason for it, though. You're weird. <laughs> Uh, so, go ahead. What's your favorite age out of the timeline? Out of what? Um, for me, 
Yeah. Um, probably the Age of Discovery, because that's when a lot of the floodgates happen. Um, it's when the first Talon was discovered. And that was also where other technologies, other ruins, and basically how what you see now today for Celestial Expanse is what it is now. Is it all started with Age of Discovery. And plus, Age of Discovery just sounds neat. And it kind of gives everybody... Yeah. I think this would be the age for where everybody wants to be like that Indiana Jones-like character. It's like, who doesn't want to make something like that? Like, going to different ruins and it's like, that belongs in the museum. Please don't sue yeah. me. Please don't sue me. Yeah. Please this is hypothetically me. speaking, guys. This, yes. This is role play. Mm -hmm. This is tabletop. Ah, uh, yes. No tiefling hate, uh, says Ray, so let's try not to do that. I never said I hated the tieflings. I just said they're weird because of the way it's set up in history. What um, if I am a tiefling and I hate myself? Yeah, you're not allowed <laughs> to hate yourself. Also, um, going on to the next question, um, C-Mac brings one up. Also, what is the age of the mutes? That's a fun one. So, the age of the mute is basically when... Um, this is kind of explained in the podcast, but I don't think... But since it's such a his, major historical event, it's not considered a spoiler. The Age of the Mute is when all interstellar combos, basically what makes it possible for people to communicate outside the solar systems of the Celestial Expanse galaxy, and also how ships are able to navigate through the galaxy without like constantly mapping, because galaxies... In the universe itself is ever expanding, so things are going to change. Like in Stargate SG One, they talk about how some gates are never in the same spot as what they say in the coordinates are given. It's because the universe is ever expanding. So in the Age of Strife, this is extremely dangerous to travel interstellar through different galaxies because the combos, for some strange reason, were shut down. And nobody knew how to fix them because it was ancient technology. So, Whoa. so it was basically a dark age for space travel, and nobody could talk to each other outside the solar system. Yeah, that would be like us losing a satellite and losing all of exactly. our internet across the country. Like, yeah, that's exactly what that is. Like, it's what if every communication satellite in the entire world just shut down? Like, you would have no GPS. And also, same thing with cell towers. Like, if cell towers were destroyed, too. Like, there's no communication outside, like, hardwire, some sort, like, maybe Morse code or snail mail and that kind of stuff. I think the cell towers, don't cell towers communicate to the satellites? Um, some do, some don't. Uh, okay. So you can kind of imagine how dangerous this time would be. <coughs> not just for communication, but also, you're not going to be able to find out where you're going to be in the galaxy. Like you could be yeah. in one solar system. You do a jump and you think where you're at, but you don't know until you it's find ice. a familiar celestial body. It's, it's Star Trek Voyager. Times Pretty much. 20,000. <laughs> uh, oh. Dragon brings up a good point. That's pretty much what had to be done. Oh, 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 oh. Rumble. I'm just gonna let him stay, even though I'm watching him get on the couch. <laughs> Is he not allowed I, on the couch? No. Thank you, Ray. I love. 
I, I appreciate I appreciate you love that concept. Um, anybody else have any thoughts about the Age of Strife? Other than how terrifying it is. Was there strife? Well, yeah. <laughs> a lot of good adventures can be held in that point in time period. Oh, yeah. Like, think about it. Like, if there's no, like, interstellar communications or travel, and basically the rule of law is kind of in disarray. So people are going to have, like, um, like, warlords, pirates everywhere. But they can't fly anywhere, so they're just like there. Um, why it takes so long to repair them? Because nobody knows how to fix them. Because um, they are ancient technology, nobody really fully studied them, so they had to study them for a very long time to even understand their basic concepts. Well, unbilding and rebuilding it—that's it, it, how like they learn things. Oh, exactly like 40k um, C-Mac. It's kind of the idea like the technology is so ancient and it's from a different race. Nobody knows how it works. Alright. Ooh, I have a question. Go for it. Z has a question about the hunting lodge is formed and grand hunt begins. Mm -hmm. What is the grand hunt? Uh, grand hunts are basically special events that happen every like ten thousand years or hundred thousand years or something like that. I can't remember. It um, looks like every twenty thousand years. Um, basically, the hunting lodge, its upper echelon, like its council, will pick a very dangerous creature that like nobody would take on if they didn't have to, and. Basically, they have a year-long event of this, and it's like entertainment for everybody in the galaxy because all the hunters that are a part of this hunt are required to showcase and record their hunts. And record in how? In what sense? Um, like almost kind of like a body cam. Spro, uh, uh, what was it? What's what? What's what's? Spogro, Spogro, yeah, Spogro, Spogro. Spose, bro. Oh god, that's a tongue twister. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they, uh, it, is there like, so how is it judged? How's um, the basically how it works is nobody can party up, and Um, life expenses be uh, that much longer? No, um, it's just that big of an event. And basically, you're taking on like void dragons or s creatures that go bump in the night, like in the galaxy that literally eat ships for breakfast, or yeah, or um, bigger versions of creatures that Z hunted down once. Yes, I remember that. Are there so are there any like do the bookkeepers for example have like records of past hunts? Nobody knows because nobody's really met one. Ooh, I'm going to have to Z's going to Z doesn't know about this yet, but I feel like she would definitely want to track down those mm -hmm. those files. Mm -hmm. Um I haven't created the monsters yet, but I almost kind of want to make them like the size of like say a Tarask or something like that. I made you two. 
they're they're tiny creatures compared to what the Grand Hunt does. One of them wasn't. That's a large boy. Still not big enough. Giraffe isn't big enough? Mm-mm. Giraffe deer. Um, basically, it's decided by a panel of their upper echelon, like I mentioned earlier, and it's judged between every 10 to 20,000 years. Um, but um, basically, what happens is they all... Oh my god. Really, Boston? <laughs> you know I can see the chat, right? <laughs> and then, thus was created Jurassic Park. No. Um, but yeah, these creatures are like to the point where they can literally take out armies by themselves. But um, the hunters themselves have to take it on by themselves, either with what weapons they have and what methods they can use like some people some people use like hunting dogs like our uh great friend hunt master bunrick and so yeah um these grand hunts would happen and they are telecasted basically throughout the galaxy and these were basically major events for everybody to watch and have fun with some even place bets on like who would get it like like what hunter would get this and all that, and the big prize is they become the hunt master, like the guy in charge of all the hunts from then on to the end of their life. So, so nice. you're saying everybody has their favorite stream hunter? Yes. <laughs> yes, Mitch. Is there, is there is there is there like a twitch for hunting? Yeah. So will Z. Sorry. <laughs> Twitch streaming. What's what is streaming? What is Twitch? We do not know this word. What is Twitch? Mm. <laughs> anyway, what were you saying, Natalia? Uh, so will Z ever get to find out the, the story? Because Natalia is curious and would like to hear the story. But if there's an opportunity for Z to hear the story of how Bunrick became Huntmaster, that would be great. Well, he's not like the head Huntmaster. Ma- like, oh, it's he's a, not. It's a, it's a rank. Oh bummer! Um, See, you could have you could have not said that. It just made it canonical. I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but I haven't n- given the if I haven't created an official title for a V Huntmaster. Like I need to give it an actual title. V Huntmaster. I'm gonna give me nah. that title. Title. Um, but yeah, um, I will say that the hunt the hunters are kind of my favorite faction, the hunting lodge. Same. They're kind of like. <laughs> They basically just want to get drunk and have a good time hunting monsters that are known to take out armies. Because what are what what are some of the other factions that don't involve the story that you could tell us about? Um, you only met them a little, um, but you kind of. But one of the main ones is the judges, which somebody have actually um asked a question about them. All right, questions. Sorry, we're kind of monopolizing the questions. Mm-hmm. Oh god, that's horrifying. But also, I'm wondering, <laughs> would a lobster the size of a whale would taste any good? Let's see. The hunts are really constantly. Um. Basically, C. Mac was asking the hunts are really constant. No, they are not. Maybe this is actually. 
Maybe BB. Um, also, what are the judgments? Um, I think C-Mac was um, referring to what is known Judgment's Wrath's Fall. Um, basically, Judgment's Wrath was a spaceship the size of an ARC ship uh, controlled by the judges. That was like their main headquarters where they would send out all their judges and like all their um, assistances to find like criminals and all that that the parliament offices can handle. And one day, several who are, were and are the judges. The judges are a independent um, law enforcement agency. They don't answer to Parliament per se, but because of how big Celestial Expanse is, um, Parliament's forces have a hard time keeping up with any criminal law enforcement. Yes, Magnum is part of them. And... Um, Basically, they have the right to become judge, jury, and sometimes executioner of the law. Granted, since they still have to sign a charter to celestial to the parliament, um, they still have to follow the laws of parliament, so they don't get to make up their own laws. They're basically fancier version of bounty hunters. Now, is are these the same? Is this because it was mentioned? I know it was mentioned in episodes. It's not a spoiler because it was what Theron knew about Z's dad. Was he part of a group like that, or is it a separate but similar faction? Uh, for BB's answer, they are kind of like Justice League, but maybe a little more uh, lean about killing. As for you, Natalia, no, they are something a little bit different. Okay, all right, because I remember that was kind of. His back mm. sounded similar, so I was like, oh, wait, is that the right group? Okay. Let's see. Yes, exactly, C-Mac. They're kind of like Judge Dredd. But maybe maybe not as insane, maybe? I hope. Hopefully more insane. Hmm. We already have a Harlequin. What factions have we all interacted with? Um, you have met the Coalition of Planets. They were those um they are basically re a religious faction of humans that worship powerful AI as as gods. And of course you guys have just met um the Mercantile Senate, or kind of. That's been fun, right? <laughs> now, the ones that worship AI as gods, were those the ones that we met before we went into the black hole? No. Um, you've met them briefly, but not much as no on, on them. Uh, what you also met was the independent coalition of planets. Like They don't follow the gods. I really haven't given them an official name yet. Um, you also haven't met with something called the Titanium Accord. Um, I can't wait to, for you guys to meet them. They're one of my favorites. Um, you kind of met somebody known, something known as the Abaddon Systems, but um, I don't want to get too much into them because spoilers. I don't know if you went over this earlier. Sorry for interrupting. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but what other non five E or D and D races are there going to be? Or well, you already met, made. You met cyborgs. You met um, the Mentaru. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been thinking of working on this kind of like hive mind kind of wild technology, like technology that's gone rampant and almost kind of like nanotechnology. Like they are small biomes. No, you already met the Sporg. Um, oh, that's right. The um, mini Sporgs. <laughs> basically what it is, is if you meet a body, you think it's a person, but it's actually a multitude of, of nanomachines together making a whole body. And it's a, a hive mind kind of situation. I don't like that. Ooh, well, that seems... Okay. Um, I just, spoilers. I just think of a bunch of little tiny people now. <laughs> that, that that would be fun to play, in, in my opinion. I picture... <laughs> I immediately started picturing... Uh, you, you're, well, you're, hi! You're... My Big Hero 6. Here we go. <laughs> Big Hero um, 6. Oh, those little <laughs> nanomachines they had? Mm-hmm, um, the nanobots. Matt, you really need to read the Stormlight Archive. I really do. I actually just bought the books. I just haven't had a chance to read them. Um, and another one that I'm working on, they're called the Voidborn. Basically, it's a race, quote-unquote kind of a race thing, where they, all these people were born on spaceships and stations and really have never been on a planet. So their physiology has changed quite a bit. And <laughs> everybody's loving the kitty. Loving the kitty. Look at that face. Yeah, happy kitty. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's kind of the races I've been working on. I'm still working on other things. Like, I don't know if you guys have kind of realized Celestial Expanse is kind of big. Like the setting itself. Let's see. No, actually, fun fact, I was actually... If you're there, by the way, Michael, hi. Um, sorry. I was talking about Celestial Expanse to a coworker earlier today, and I was talking about how it's huge. Like, you're doing so much work to it and yeah. that you were looking at publishing the setting. And I was like, dude, you should do volumes because you put mm-hmm. so much work into it and it's not even done. Um, yeah. That's the only way I think it's going to work is if it's published like via like history and the planets and then classes and the rules and then maybe something separate like that, maybe the bestiary. Ridiculously right. impressive, Ray. Yeah. I say more insane than anything else. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's just one of those things where I really wanted something that's like a very robust sci-fi setting um, for D and D than what's available. Granted, I also just heard that apparently Critical Role is working on a sci-fi D and D game as well. And also, they're thinking of tech bringing back Spellslinger, which I was never a fan of. But I like to think my um, setting would be a great addition to what D&D has available. But we'll see. 
You're here first, Critical Role. This is our sci-fi campaign. Yeah, let's one-up one up Critical Role and publish it first so they can play it. Yeah, there we go. That's the goal. The problem that, is we don't have the capital for that. <laughs> um, can you talk about how any of the classes we have not seen yet, especially legendary ones? Um, let's see. Um, I'm actually creating not just subclasses, but I'm creating my own class as well, like a level 1 to 20 class known as a Corsair, and I'm actually also creating three subclasses for it. Um, I don't want to reveal too much um, because it's still being worked on and there's a lot being made for it. Um, basically, what I can tell you guys is it's a battlefield control class. Like, it controls the battlefield. And with, er with everybody asking about legacy classes, just about all of them are being used at the moment. Um, I didn't want to make too many. Let's see, I made five of them. Um, the terrain, um, dragon, not people. Um, I don't want to deal with that. Like, there's already enough like c controlling the people. I'm looking at you, Mitch. Um, what? <laughs> Miles. Um, but yeah, the the major subclasses are um legacy classes are sun diver. That's what Ben is. Big game hunter, Natalia, right here. Knight errant, nobody's picked yet. Um, so there's not a lot available to. Um, Reaper is what um, Jason's character is. Um, Chris Forger, we have both Mitch and Boston here p picking at. But what's really cool about the Chris Forger, in my opinion, is there's ways to use it that no one person can use it. And of course, we have Martel's um, Oathkeeper, which was a little OP at times. A little? Yes, it made somebody into a soup can. Oh, little. I don't want to reveal too much because then it's going to be spoilers um, for everybody else. Okay. Sometimes you have to nerf the buffs. <laughs> but I and have... then buff again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in League of Legends. Right? That's exactly what I was referencing. Um, but Yeah. Tell me about it. I... I could complain about that. I'm still working on them, but I have created placeholders um i haven't finished all the rules yet but i have created two subclasses for each class of course clerics and wizards are going to be a little bit different because they have schools and domains so those are a little bit different and uh i think that's all the questions i'm seeing right here right now for the timeline that's... those are good questions yeah they were um anybody else in chat have questions for the timeline or See expanse the celestial expanse itself, not the podcast, because I don't want to do spoilers spoilers for people in in chat right now. I'm here for once so I can actually answer questions. <laughs> I know we're happy to have you. I'm not busy. <laughs> I mean I'm still busy, but yeah, didn't you say I'm you here. Like didn't you say you had a ton of homework? I have a list. I don't <laughs> know where that list went. <laughs> um but yeah, um here's my list. Oh jeez. Um, but acquisition war and the war of gavel. Those are good questions. Um, 
the acquisition war was basically right after the the age of discovery started or halfway through and basically what it is is when the huge war happened for everybody's like hey these are my runes i want the tech in his no these are mine basically it was everybody finding each other for the ancient tech that typically is several millennia um, past than what anybody can produce right now. Maybe for some reason people back then were very tech savvy. So it, technically it's like old but newer than current? It's more efficient. It's more powerful. That's wild. Who got it? Um, it's more of like everybody's got their sh fair share of it. But majority of it is controlled by Parliament. Um, I'm still working on that. That's not complete yet, but I think it would be a very fun moment in time to podcast. Like, I'm sure there's like plenty you can like have happening during that time. Like, I realized when I first created this timeline, because this is basically what started for the Celestial Expanse, because I knew starting in i need to have a timeline like and i just threw out some random numbers and for some strange reason the very last stage the one that we're all currently in had to start at year 160,000 so yeah like if you if you want to you can have like almost 160,000 years worth of events in celestial expanse I, I was going to say, is that where you're, like, ending it? Or how, how much further do you plan to go? It can go further. Um, but I don't know where it ends. That's the problem because it's still evolving. It's still growing. That's why I'm calling it a living setting. Because even if I publish it now, I might eventually just be like, hey, something new happened. This is something you could have ha have in your game. Which I think is exciting. That's why I love the setting. Will you ever make a timeline for before the first stage of exploration? I don't see why not. Um, it might be fun to have like, hey, this is what happened before all the other races showed up. Um, like, it might just be Mentaru. And you guys can be a whole Mentaru group. Or maybe... I think Natalia asked me this once before. Like where were the other races? What were they doing or something like that before they showed up in the celestial expanse? So that I think might... I did at the like very beginning ask you that. Yeah. Yeah. You asked me like at the very start. Yeah. Like, basically it could be like, Hey, who knows? Maybe you guys can have a party of like gnomes and halflings figuring out how to travel from wherever they started to celestial expanse. Like who knows what you encountered then? Think of all the monsters you can encounter in between galaxies. Like, think of the monsters that are in the dark between stars. Oh, yeah. You could spend a lifetime just going from mm -hmm. one between two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or in some cases, generations, because the Dragonborn were generation ships. Wow. So, what do you think, guys? Will we get there one day? Will we meet other dragon gods? Uh, Will Celestial Expanse the game become the new the new prophetic text? 
<laughs> Will it actually come to be? Don't, Twenty thousand years of content. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um. <laughs> that might be something I do. Like before I kick the bucket, I'd be like, "Celestial Expanse is open source now." Have at it. Whoops. And then you kick the bucket and you walk away. Mm-hmm. Uh, will we meet other dragon gods? Uh, see, Mac, I think that's a strong possibility. Uh, because. Mm. Everybody has access to this um, in the setting for the show Bible. Um, there's a section called Gods of CE. I haven't put them all in there, but there's a large list. Yeah, I was I was looking the other day. There, it is a large list. A lot of unnamed and named things that have nothing in them. But... Um, that's mainly because most of the stuff I've written down are in this little... In, in your notebooks, you haven't typed them out yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have, like, almost, like, this thing's almost, like, 90 pages. Um, Actually, not 90. Um, Yeah, about 200 pages. And I got 130 covered. Um, Granted, most of it's, like, for events and that kind of stuff, so not everything's there. But it's all in the noggin. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And people, why I'm so forgetful because everything else I need to remember is being pushed out by CE. I just forget things in general. Mm. But what are things? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What'd you say? How do you speak? What's your name? So, do I know it... you? <laughs> so, does anybody else have any questions or um, anybody from the cast have any questions? Yes. Uh, more about races. Uh, <laughs> like, so there's, like, the, like, weirder, I guess, D&D races. Mm -hmm. Are those around? They can be. Um, I don't want to put too much work into those because a lot of those will be, like, wizard exclusive, so they won't be in the setting because they'll be like, hey, if you're going to do this, it's going to be copyright and all that. Um, also, I did forget to answer the question, what was the War of the Gavel? Um, basically, um, it was when the spaceship um, Judgment's Wrath was destroyed, all the surviving judges and the bailiffs and all the, their assistants, basically who were around, basically... Found out who did it, who started, like, who formed their alliance to destroy the ship, and basically had the war. Um, if I remember correctly, it wasn't a very long war. Um, apparently, I forgot to end it. So, it's still going on, apparently. Lols. <laughs> hilarious. War. Also, can we go to the Eleven Homeworld? Eleven. Um, do I remember putting anything for Eleven? Yes, it was short enough to be point. Oh, elves. Oh, Elven Homeworld. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure this is Elven. Yeah, I just can't read. Um, Eleven. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't see 
why not? It just hasn't really shown up yet in the Celestial Expanse podcast. Um, but there is a home world. Um, I believe, if I can find it. Would it be more techy or more woodsy? Uh, it's not woodsy. It's actually 90% of it is water. So what it is is, here we go. Um, with 90% of the surface being water, the plant called Horus, many would consider it an ocean plant. Being the home world of the elves, many have to struggle with the limited amount of land that was available on the planet when they first began their colonization efforts. Basically what happened was, um, I'm going to give a little bit more like in the second age of exploration, the elves landed on this planet and there was only one island. It was just barely big enough for their ark ship and they started colonization by deconstructing the ship and making their home base and what they started doing was they made underwater settlements and they live in those and that sounds cool mm -hmm. but they have like their major governmental processes happen on the main island everything else like manufacturing home whatever is underwater I've been to the year 3000. Sorry. <laughs> That's wild. But yeah, it's just like, I just felt like Woods and Elves has been kind of done. So I figure, why not just put them underwater? Even though there are underwater elves, I am aware of that. Yeah. An underwater sand crawler from Star Wars would be cool. Um, Who says there's not? That might be a thing already in the CE. Just haven't seen it yet. But yeah, um, any other questions from anybody? I'm all questioned out. I never have questions. I'm bad at <laughs> questions. Um, on that baby, that would probably be something later. I don't want to spoil too much right now because right now I just want to talk about the setting itself. Give it a little more mystery for everybody. <laughs> Isn't that a thing on our planet, C-Mac? Um, thanks for being on time with this podcast. Uh, I try. Uh, there have been times where we'd have to skip a few times because life being in the way. See you, Ray. Thanks for stopping by. And I think we're going to be stopping anyway because it's about time to end the episode, the <laughs> recording, because people have work in the morning and life in the morning. Yep. So, I'm headed to bed here soon. So I yeah. don't want to lie. <laughs> Same -sies. So, yeah, if we want to do, like, last-minute questions, um, like, in the next 30 <laughs> seconds, we'll answer that and then close shop. There's no way to add a timer on the stream for me, unfortunately. <laughs> Let's see. Hey. Why is Juniper a bad character, period? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> uh, and 
But yeah, everybody, thank you so much for stopping by. Sorry it's not the most uh, bombastic um, fireside chat um, since we were kind of like trying to limit any spoilers and oh, you don't need to go work? Um, neither do I, but this guy here and she needs to go to bed so she can it's, go to work and that go to bed and go to school. It's past my bedtime. Yes, she's the, the child of the group. So, everybody, thank you again for stopping by and see you next time. Bye! Bye.